goes up there, <laughs> na- drills that field goal, bada bing, bada boom. I think the Bills and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the NFL. He was Superman that day. He was Superman. That was just a fun game. That was like watching the uh, the Packers 49ers game. Just a fucking train wreck. And here we go. Welcome to another episode of Rumped Up Red Zone Rambling, home of the Red Hot Takes. For you coming in here another week, another episode. As always, I am John, uh, who just like my football team took last week off. But uh, glad to be joined by the boys uh, here. As always, Dave, why don't we start with you? Then let's hit Joe. And Matt, why don't you round us out? And then we can obviously jump into the next part of the conversation from there. So Dave, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's been a great week. Just kidding. It's been a god-awful week. (laughs) Thanks to the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like John said, we'll touch on that later. But that's all I have the heart to talk talk about right now. How about you, Joe? What are you up to tonight? Yeah. Well, you know what, David? Our franchise head coach just fucking retired today out of nowhere. So that was really fun. And uh, yeah, things are going really great other than that. Um, So go Saints, roll wave. So we got three negatives. Matt, (laughs) will you make it a fourth? Oh, absolutely. You know I will. My home team went six and 10 in the regular season and looked like absolute dog shit the entire year. My second home team missed the playoffs because of the fucking Rams and Sean Payton left. I'm sad. And my third home team lost in absolutely heartbreaking fashion. I have been drinking since September fucking roll wave. (laughs) Fucking roll wave. I love it. Damn. I also love that. That Matt has enough home teams for all of us, guys. It is a it is a sad day for football. I hate this sport so much. Although I think one of our negatives makes a positive for Matt, and that's John's and the Packers losing. So Fuck off. <laughs> that oh, is God. that is my one saving grace. Matt, you know, you just said that you hate this fucking sport. Let me we real quick read what I sense to dave and uh, and another group chat that were (laughs) in uh when the packers lost i was exceptionally broken um as a result of that game because as anyone who follows the packers for the last couple years knows it is the san francisco 49ers uh are the fucking kryptonite to the aaron Rodgers led green bay packers i feel like i said that verbatim last week Probably. So here, here was my, my immediate message following the loss of this game. Fuck Maurice Drayton, yep. who's the special teams coordinator for Green Bay. Idiot. Fuck Matt LaFleur for not firing Maurice Drayton a year ago. Idiot. Fuck the Packers for blowing it in the payoff, playoffs. Fuck, Fuck Rogers' decision-making in this game, and I hope he ends up on the fucking Jets. More on that later. I don't. Fuck the defense <laughs> shitting the bed at the end of that game. 
Uh, and then I said I was going to go put myself in a coma for the rest of the evening. Uh, and I did just that. Well, you know what? It's good to have you back. And on the bright side, none of our teams are in the playoffs. So the rest of the season is stress-free, baby. Now we can all agree that Joe Burrow needs to save America and blow out the Chiefs this weekend. Can we all agree on that? I would be surprised if we can all agree on that. Joe, where are you at? Uh, it, honestly, dude, I don't give a shit. I really don't like any of the teams that are currently in the playoffs. 49ers can fuck off. The Rams can fuck off for Agreed. obvious reasons if you're a Saints fan. The Chiefs don't really care about them. And the Bengals, I live in Baton Rouge, but I'm not an LSU fan. So I don't really give two shits about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Sorry, everyone who lives within a 10-foot radius of me that I just don't care. So, like, yeah, it'll be a cool underdog story if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. And they're my Super Bowl prediction. So, like, I hope I'm right. But really, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, if they do, I don't really care. I don't really care who wins it this year, to be honest. I don't really like any of the teams. I'm, I just hope that the conference championships are fun, competitive games, like we ha- saw in the divisional round at least on the AFC side. Um, but I guess also the Rams-Bucks game was exciting. But I just, I just want competitive and fun football. That's all I'm rooting for. Whatever team wins, whatever team comes out on top, I just want to have a good time. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. The, the two teams that I really didn't want to be in the Super Bowl are out of contention, those being the Bucks and the Packers. And everybody else, Joe, I'm with you, couldn't give – couldn't care any less. Yeah. Yeah, you um, might as well root for a good time, you know? Exactly. I mean, I I I kind of booked my Sunday already to record an episode of uh rummed up reviews. Um more on that. Uh on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, more on the, more on that later. But <laughs> um I mean I, I'm kind of with you guys, John. I don't know about you, but I mean, especially after the loss that the Bills had against the Chiefs kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Um, I don't really want to watch football this week. I'll watch the Super Bowl and I might, I mean, especially since I don't have cable cable and, you know, opening my laptop, plugging it into the, into the TV, finding a stream. That's a few steps. Those are a few steps. I don't really feel like taking for games. I don't necessarily care about. Um, I do think they'll be interesting. Um, I, I have I have some people that I want to win, um, but you know, a- after the loss, it's just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I'm ready to move on, but also at the same time, it's it's only been two days two days since that loss. It, it hey, was you know one what? of the most absolutely bizarre things going through the past two days. I sound like such a loser saying that, but God, they broke my heart. That's the There's perfect nothing wrong with that. That's the perfect way to put it. They broke my fucking heart. And let me tell you, Dave, obviously not a not a diehard, died-in-the-wool Bills fan like you, uh, but after watching the Packers fucking piss away another opportunity, um, I decided, you know what? I'm going to get behind Buffalo. 
Me and Dave, we're gonna ride this. We're gonna circle these fucking wagons straight to LA for that Super Bowl. And so then to watch your fault. Watch that shit show uh, that was that night. And actually, Matt, it might have been because if you watch that game, it unfolded in a relatively similar fashion to how the Packers game did. In the sense of, hey, look, like. Buffalo's got this. All they have to do is not fuck it up with a few seconds left and then just shit the bed, have some really dumb special teams play to close it out. Just a disaster. And and once again, the Kansas City Chiefs, to, to steal Andy Reid's metaphor here, I mean, they're, they are kind of out here Grim Reaper in the AFC, and in particular – didn't they? Didn't they shut down Buffalo last year too? Wasn't weren't they part of the issue for Buffalo last year? Yeah, I mean the with the Bills lost to Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship round. Um, it's been said many times by the Bills front office and by Bills players that what they did in last year's offseason was trying to build a team that could beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, which fair like they they're the defending. They were well last year the defending champs and champs and then made it to the Super Bowl uh, last season Um, this season, you know, looking like another good one for them. Again, those are the guys to take down. They took them down in the regular season. Couldn't do in the postseason. You have to beat them. You have to beat them. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's all we can say. So hopefully, hopefully next year we're able to, um, keep that momentum going again. And hopefully the chiefs keep shit in the bed after like four games. I know they won't, but a man can dream, can't cheat. While we're on the topic, let's, let's talk about this game more in detail to kind of get our divisional playoff conversation rolling. Um, I'm assuming most of us watch that game, right? Dave and Matt, I know you guys were watching. Uh, John, were you watching as well? Yeah, I, uh, I, I reluctantly uh, passively watched. It was kind of in the background. I would watch for several minutes, then I'd go do something else in the house. Um, because yeah. as Dave said, football really hurts right now. Um, I've put about a two-day blackout even on my social media of like, if it even mentioned the NFL, regardless, any team, I was like, nah, I don't need to hear it. I don't care. Agreed. So... Uh, but yeah. because I was pulling for the Bills, I was kind of paying attention. And then I watched the entirety of that fourth quarter uh, when things started getting real interesting over there. I mean, what an absolute insane game, especially in the playoffs. I mean, in the final, what, minute? Minutes. You there had minute, like no, minute, points. single minute. You had like 13 points scored in one minute of the game which completely turned the tide for both teams I mean just insanity we had like two mechanical men at quarterback playing absolutely out of their minds and Josh Allen let's be real I think he had a better game than Mahomes I think Allen deserved to win that game but Mahomes and the Chiefs were just I don't know what the hell they were doing. They were they were they were on another level too, I guess. They were just one step better. In the end and, of the day, oh sorry. No, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. In, in the end of the day, end of the day, it came down to it came down to play calling. Exactly. Leslie, Leslie Frazier, uh, Sean McDermott, they they played it way too safe. 
in the in the last two minutes in the last 13 seconds i agree i think had they exactly had they had frazier been able to drum up some pressure and gotten one tfl not even a sack just tackle for loss or you know a stop in bounds that it could have completely changed the game and unfortunately when you have 13 seconds left if you were playing any other team that kind of bend but don't break defense is probably the right call but what leslie frazier forgot to realize i guess is that he was playing against patrick mahomes and the chiefs like you can't that's that's one of the few teams that you really no no matt i'm gonna matt i'm gonna stop you there no, like this is one of this was the best defense overall throughout the entire NFL season. Hey, hey, but ain't none of them. Uh, what was it, Pro Bowl or All Pro? I'm just saying, no, yeah, number no, one no. overall defense, Z- but apparently individually they're all shit. Zero, zero. Yeah, no, man. It, jo- and Josh Allen isn't all, isn't a Pro Bowler either. Which, yeah, no, no, nah, no. <laughs> but also Pro Bowls. Okay, it doesn't matter. We, they want the they want the Super Bowl. They want the Lombardi. That's that's what the end goal is. So you know, in the end of the day, that's right. The fucking Lombardi, baby. <laughs> I, but man, that's that's where I'm going to stop you there. It's they, the Bills have a top defense here, and they wore they were trying they were they were playing it safe. They're playing their little cushiony game. They're trying to prevent them from from getting the touchdown when they really should have been forcing forcing a little bit more pressure on Mahomes, making him make those bad throws. We've seen him do those. We see exactly. Him, all you have to do R- is try to stop them. Or at least at least like they were they were, they were they were moving the ball. They got they had three timeouts with 13 seconds left. They It was bad. It was bad. I was bad. Dave, Dave, I want to hit agree it with you 100%. I want to dig in here, Joe. I hope I'm not throwing you under the bus, but you're normally my my reliable stats guy here. Can we talk about some of the fucking stats in this game? I mean, you had what? What, yeah, what was the receiver's absolutely. name that nobody's fucking heard of? Gabriel until this Davis. Game? Gabriel. Yeah, Davis. Gabriel Davis. Fucking record or some shit. Or uh, I want to say he was a third round draft pick out of UCF for yeah. receiving touchdowns. He averaged. He averaged per catch. 25 yards a catch that is two and a half first downs he's averaging per catch dude had a monster game and i mean they were bracketing digs all game they were Mm -hmm. double covering him they were leveraging him inside because you know digs is he loves those crossers and those inside routes you can hit those all day but they were leveraging him really well inside and Gabe Davis was, I don't know who he's up against, but I remember on the game winning or not game winning, but the, the, <laughs> the touchdown with 13 seconds left that put the bills up at the very last moment. Um, the guy who was covering Davis was, he literally like tripped because Davis's route was so nasty. He like did this little corner post and I called the play before it happened. I said, oh, I bet it's going to be a, 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 a post route by Davis on fourth and 13 or whatever the hell it was. That's exactly what he did. He burned the corner and made him look like a child. And he was just doing that all day. That's why he had four touchdowns over 200 yards. But it, I mean, Gabe Davis, had, he, he had an amazing game. Cole Beasley also had a great game. Yeah, Stephon Diggs. How many I mean, yards did Allen throw for in that game? Like three hundred and twenty-nine. Three hundred and twenty-nine. Four touchdowns. How many did you? What was his rush? That's that was my next question. Sixty-eight rushing yards. 
on 11 rushes. You're so talking like, about a dude who single-handedly puts up the stats that most entire teams do. That that he put up individually the stats that some teams didn't even accomplish in divisional weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying he's a machine. He's it's, literally a machine. It's insane. The crazy thing about this, and I'm, I'm going to give some – obviously you have to give credit to Patrick Mahomes as well, but they pretty much had – very identical games uh both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen led their teams in rushing yards they also both threw 300 plus uh passing yards um Josh Allen four touchdowns Patrick Mahomes three though um amazing games amazing players how no turnovers by either yeah it's absolutely it was an absolutely incredible game but I mean it's I, I think I, I hope now the narrative of David and Goliath is done and it's really just Goliath and Goliath because right. I mean, these are two monstrous quarterbacks here. And I mean, you look at the stats, I think the Bills and the Chiefs, this might be a hot take. I don't know. I was saying if I I was saying if the Bills win, they've won the Super Bowl. And I think the same goes for the Chiefs. I think I think they've locked in their ticket. Doesn't matter who doesn't matter they're going to beat the Bengals and it doesn't matter who between the Rams and the Niners doesn't matter. Their chiefs are going to beat them Super Bowl weekend book it. Um, and I think had the bills won, it would have been the same situation for them. I mean, uh, you look at the NFC matchup right now of 49ers and the Rams, and you look at how both of those teams won last week and I mean, they, I don't necessarily, they weren't really on, um, they weren't running on their terms, essentially. I mean, yeah, the, the Rams were essentially trying to give away the game. Uh, the, the 49ers, um, well, John, I want to hear what you, I was like, let's, let's, let's segue <laughs> into that. Yeah. Let's not to be that guy. Let's, let's pivot from the bills game. Let's talk a little about what the fuck happened in green Bay. Honestly. Um, and this is coming from me, like a diehard Packers hater. I am surprised that the game went the way it did. I did not think the Niners had a ghost of a chance. See, here's, here's why I'm not, here's why I'm not. I, I knew the Niners could hang around. Um, and if green Bay allowed them and, and here, here's my couple days removed kind of thoughts on it. And I even thought this in the game, I, I was yelling this at my TV during the game, uh, we got into a problem of, I, I really think, and he might disagree. I'm sure he would disagree. So if somehow Aaron Rodgers, you hear this, I know you go on McAfee show all the time. We'll bring you on here. We can, we can talk it out. Um, but Aaron Rodgers was the fucking problem. Uh, let's be real honest here. Aaron Rodgers decision-making after the Mercedes Lewis fumble, which by the way, was like his first fumble since like 2013 or some bullshit. That's the shit that happens to the Green Bay Packers in the fucking playoffs against teams they should beat. You could see it, though. Aaron Rodgers' decision-making went from I'm, I'm going to play the strategy to, well, fuck, I guess I got to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers because he went from that first drive when they marched down the field and San Francisco couldn't fucking stop him, he was throwing check downs left and right. He was hitting the quick passes. He was doing a number of things. And there were a number of other factors as well. But Rogers' decision-making became so utterly obvious. It was, oh, he's going to throw to one of two people, and that's it. He's going to look for Devontae and force it, 
or maybe, maybe take a shot at Lazard. And that was it. He stopped going for checkdowns. He suddenly, you could watch him get the ball and he's staring down the field. Like, no, he's taking the chunk play. And guess what? No, you're not. That's not how the offense is built. The 49ers defense knows how to get stout and especially playing against an offensive line that we arguably had some of our worst O-line play uh, that we've had all season uh, with a 49ers D-line that was lighting it up. And here's the thing. Here's my hot take from this. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm not saying he will reach the same level of awardsmanship, uh, but Kyle Shanahan is the next evolution of the Bill Belichick coach. He is a coach that finds a way to win with a bunch of fucking nobodies. He is a coach that finds a way to win with a beat up, busted ass squad. I don't know that he's going to go win six, seven Super Bowls, but I'm telling you, Kyle Shanahan is going to have a very successful career because the dude just figures out how to win. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, I think Shanahan is a great coach. I, I mean, I like Debo Samuel because he played at South Carolina and I got to see him play in college a couple of times. Seems like a cool enough guy. I, and honestly, I have a soft spot for him as I do for Cordero Patterson and Taysom Hill. I love guys that can do multiple things and do it well. I think that is like, it just brings me back to like 1930s football when you had like 50 guys on a team and everybody played both ways. I think that is so much fun to like, obviously it's, you know, it's impossible to have everybody do it. But like when, when somebody like a Debo Samuel can like, you know, rush for a thousand yards as a wide receiver or, you know, have a 1000 yard receiving season as a running back, whatever you want to call him, whatever he is. I think that's incredible. Um, And I mean, even, you know, even between like running back and wide receiver, the skill set and like the needs from your team and like, even physically, it's just so different. And so the fact that he can do both is awesome. Yeah, Debo is a Debo in particular. I think a couple of them could be described this way. Cordero Patterson in particular as well. Uh, they are the pure definition of a halfback in yeah. football. Yeah, so. I give you that. Um, let's let's also talk about how Debo had the game ceiling play as well. He, I mean, he was a non-factor up until his very last carry which was a trap run on third and seven, which John, if you remember, don't mean to rip your heart out even more is the same way the 49ers secured their win against the Packers in 2019. Oh no, I'm, I'm very on a well third aware. And long trap run. Yeah. It, no, I, I just found that to be extremely just symbolic of the Packers playoff success and this is no dig on you or or your team because the saints have been just as unsuccessful in the playoffs the last few years so i'm one to talk i just find it funny that it was the same fucking play that they ran at the end of the game that sealed the win for them and devo devo got the first down when it mattered and here's here's why that's perfect parody um for the packers and you nailed it like that is so emblematic of the Packers in the playoffs uh, the past several years, um, which was one of my big issues real quick here. I, it, it is so difficult 
to think about the fact that every year since 2008, except for three seasons, we have been in the playoffs. That's a long fucking time to keep getting there and get your ass handed to you. But a lot of the reason games. the re it is the reason there's so much parody in the fact that that's how this ends is because it's exactly what I'm what my point was with my Rogers rant there. The Packers went into you could see it. The whole fucking team went into. Uh oh, well we have to just play. We just have to do what, what the Packers have always done. Like you could see the 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 shift in the way they were no longer trusting the strategy or the the scheme. They were all going, well, somebody's got to make a play, and it's gonna be me, which then made them really sloppy, very sloppy. I completely um, agree. And, and so that's why it is such poetic justice that yeah, they got they got fucking served up on the exact same, exact same play. Uh, which is not too dissimilar to how the 49ers ripped our hearts out uh, when Colin Kaepernick became the starter. When they put him in, it was a really nice, big long. It was a third and long. We backed him up, and then Kaepernick rips the runoff. So, yeah, no, the Packers get into the fourth quarter of important games, and when they see anybody running, uh, they just piss down their leg and don't know what to do. Now, here's a question for you, John. So there's been rumors ever since, actually, I think as soon as the game was over, there was rumors of Rodgers leaving the team. I think he said something along the lines of he doesn't want to be around for a rebuild. You know, the Packers are approaching, I think it's like a $50 million salary cap um, overage. And so it's only, like, it's only like 39 mil over, uh, which okay. is still a lot. Um, there's like three or four big guys i know the the one big name is adams who they're going yeah. to free agency um do you no think he's Rogers not is coming back Devontae Devonte adams i want to be real clear is not going fucking anywhere unless he gets traded you know why and he might be able to force a trade but you know why green bay has the right to franchise tag him and they will they're not going to let the number one wide receiver in the nfl walk out without some kind of comp like them getting something for it so let's be clear on that does Aaron Mm, Rodgers come back John 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 after we saw all the playoff games on Saturday or Sunday I don't know if you can call Adams the number one receiver in the NFL anymore I you absolutely can you absolutely can uh, okay, Adams? so th- this is my segue into the Rams Bucks game, but uh, Dave, go ahead and ask your question first. I was just gonna say, oh, and actually, this works off perfectly as well. Does was Adams even considered in the top, like the the best wide receiver in the NFL this season? I mean, no, no, it was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, undisputedly, yeah. Adams didn't even touch I, Cup. I don't. Sorry, look, John. Look, no. Here's Coop, here's why. Cooper here's Cup why you're wrong. Adams is the number one wide receiver in the NFL because when you're looking at the number one wide receiver in the NFL, you got to look at career, career success here. No, 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 no. Because no, 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 the number no. one wide receiver in the NFL, anybody can have a great year. We see it all the time. I, I am Andre not Hopkins. debating that. I am not debating that. This D-Hop year, though, is the one person I would hear this, as this the year though. Cooper Cup was Cooper the Cup MVP was the wide receiver. The no, MVP wide far. receiver, and we saw that in the Rams Bucks game. I mean. We talked about the game-winning play, Debo Samuel having that run against the Packers. I mean, fucking Cooper Cup, man. The 
Rams tried to throw the game away. Fumble after fumble after fumble after fumble. They Not to mention, it's like they like three it's like, and outs. Yeah, it was like they wanted to lose. It was like the fucking game was scripted. And then isn't isn't Stafford that the status that. of the Rams? It, I mean, it really is. Yeah, like and that's I who the Rams would, are. I thought it would have been a comedy gold if the Rams gave up that. What was it? Fucking twenty-seven to seven lead. Twenty-seven yeah. to three lead. Twenty-seven um, three. But man, Cooper Cup came in when his team needed him. It, they were the the Rams were on the twenty-five. The game was tied. They needed a field goal. Boom! They hit Cooper Cup on the on the little out route, stops the clock, and then boom! They hit Cooper Cup on that deep post. The the Bucks ran a cover zero blitz. He was one on one with whatever bum was covering him on the Bucks, and he just fucking nailed it, saved his team's ass, and sent him to the championship. I love those kinds of plays. He was Superman that day. He was Superman. That was just a fun game. Speaking of Superman, I want to make one quick point. First, let me say this. To your question, Matt, I have a real short answer. To will Rodgers be back? I actually have no fucking clue. And I have very much come to terms with that. And it's just going to be what it is. Next, um, what I wanted to say, the the he is Superman comment. The divisional round of playoffs this year should solidify for everyone not only the importance of special teams overall, but oh my God, the importance of a good fucking kicker. Yeah. Yes. You want to yes. talk about guys that were out there playing fucking Superman? It was these fucking kickers. And either they were Superman or they were fucking nobodies, like fucking it up. So, such, again, I think I said this in maybe episode two. The thing I love about the NFL this year, there's been so much parody. And, and it's all like, we are seeing, this is all those things we talk about. We're seeing it unfold uh, in real time. And honestly, I think for just the entertainment value long run and, you know, myself saying this is just a general football fan parody is fucking great. Like the fact that the fact that the seven seed for the NFC is in the NFC championship game. It's awesome. The fact that, like, you know, I was watching, um, like, This Week in Sports Ball, and the fact that, like, up until week 15, 16, there were still, like, 10-plus teams in both the NFC and the AFC that were able to make the playoffs. Like, you had you had more, like, this is how Bernie can win scenarios for more teams than I feel like have ever happened. I love parody. Like... If nothing else, this has been really entertaining. Also, I'm looking at the scores of the divisional round. Technically, every single game was decided by a last-second field goal. Rams, last-second field goal over the Bucks to win. San Francisco, last-second field goal over the Packers to win. Cincinnati, last-second field goal over the Titans to win. Kansas City, last-second field goal to bring it into overtime to then win. This is the first time in NFL history that all the games on divisional on like on any weekend, but obviously divisional weekend yeah. uh, were decided by walk-off victories. That's, that's just insane. And that's I mean, why think... we're calling this the best uh, weekend of NFL playoffs ever. I agree. There were, there were no snooze fests. I mean, you could have watched any of those games. I mean, you could argue the 49ers Packers was a snooze fest, but 
that was still a really good game just from a schematic perspective, from a, like a wow perspective. And then obviously Rams bucks was insanity just back and forth, back and forth, you know, bills, chiefs, insanity, Bengals, Titans, crazy, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And honestly, I think, I think the fact that all these games were decided in some way, shape or form by walk-off field goals means that, you know, at least at the top parody and parody is great. And so did you also walk off field goal reminds me of um, the, what was the God um, McPherson, the field, the, the kicker for Cincinnati. The, yeah. For the Bengals. Did you Evan hear what McPherson he said? Or whatever. He, he, yeah. yeah he's, like, he, he's like warming up. Joe Burrow was like talking to him. He's like, no, guess we're going to the AFC championship game. Goes up there <laughs> and drills that field goal. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. He's a rookie too, yeah. isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He, he was the only rookie uh, kicker drafted this year, or the only kicker drafted this year. Yeah, I believe baller. I believe he was drafted in the fifth round. And a lot of people were saying when he was drafted, "Why are you drafting a kicker in the fifth round, Cincinnati? You got all sorts of issues on both sides of the ball. Why are you drafting a kicker?" Well, you know what? Took they you to the, turn you around. Took you to the championship game. He took you to the championship game. Exactly. Nearly they can turn around, show him the final play of the game, and say, that's why we drafted a kicker. Yeah, I mean, kicking 84% of his kicks on the year, Easy. 33 field goals attempted, only missed five of them, made a 58-yarder, you know, I mean, and then obviously took his team to championship. I mean, can't argue with that. Right. There's a reason they drafted him. He carried the team on his back. He did. He so really. Did. I mean, Joe Burrow was kind of a non-factor in that. Yeah, game. I mean, he got he got he got them into position. He got them into position, but Joe Burrow just got the got the one touchdown. Obviously, not the only stat. And without him, no, Joe Burrow didn't get any touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Oh wait, did he not? No, he threw. He actually threw no touchdown. He threw for a shit ton of yards, but he one threw a pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither um, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon scored the only touchdown for the Bengals. So yeah, like Joe Burrow put his team in a, in a position to win, but I mean, it really came down to their kicker who was perfect four for four on field goals and kicked a 54 yarder to send but, him to the championship. Exactly. But when we're, talk, when we're talking about non-factors here, I, I still, he had a much bigger impact on the game than the non-factor on the 49ers being Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. That was one of the guys that they're interviewing after the game. I'm like, why, why are we interviewing him right now? Like, what did he yeah. do? <laughs> Completed 11 passes for a paltry 131 yards. Yeah, right. I mean, he was, like, he was basically like, like Derek. He was basically like Derek Henry in, in the Titans Bengals game. Just kind of he was there, you know, put put in his time. Got a touchdown. Did a little little running, little little razzle dazzle, but nothing too much. He's a game manager. Uh, two quick thoughts here. Yeah, I, I was going to say I got to take us back here. McPherson technically carried the team on his foot, um, but <laughs> beyond that, you had to say that. You had to say that <laughs> oh, correction, didn't you? <laughs> I, I absolutely did. And, and I was trying to decide if I wanted to say toe or let foot carried it on his foot. Yeah. So um, no, that was exactly it, Joe. I was going to say Jimmy Garoppolo fucking managed that game 
he managed it better than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers managed his team. <laughs> so, I mean, I got to say, like, no, Jimmy G is the epitome of a role player for that offense, which is bizarre because for a quarterback to just be a role player, insane. But that's the fact with Jimmy G. That's where he's at. The dude is just there to not fuck it up. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I think we should stop dwelling on the past unless if we have any other points about this, but I mean, we, we got our, we got our thoughts out there. It was a great weekend of football, but personally for John and my teams, not the best. And you know what? That is actually a good thing. I totally lost my train of thought. That was fucking gold there, Matt. I appreciate it. That, that was like watching the uh, the Packers 49ers game, just a fucking train wreck. Exactly. You, you, st- you had just like the Green Bay Packers offense, you had a good drive going and then you lost it at the end. And then I lost it right in the middle. I had look, I had something going into my head about about this whole next thing. I don't know how to bring it in, but I'm just hopefully this will be edited post. So good evening and namaste to our next segment. A uh, new segment here on Red Zone Ramblings, Red Zone Therapy, with uh, my name is Matt, as you all well Dr. know, Matt. and since all three of my teams have not done a whole lot, unfortunately, uh, I am here to help you. I know it's been I know it's been a tough couple of days for the three of you, and so I want to be here to offer my, my support. This, uh, this podcast is now a safe space to talk about, uh, your, you know, woes for your team. And I'm here to listen. I'm here for a hug. If you need it. Here's hold on. Here's the thing with this therapy session. I'm loving it. I got most of my therapy feelings out already. I think we know where I stand. Can we talk about though, how actually real time right now, Matt's fucking team is the one that is doing like the best news right now because they just hired a fucking GM today. The rest of us are sitting around here going, man, our team is in the, what the fuck? And and then these guys over here are like, yeah, finally found our GM. It's going to turn it all around with old Justin Fields. I'm going to step, I'm going to step in here. I wouldn't say, I would say that the, 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 the future and the fate of the Packers and the, and the saints are in question for sure. But don't bring the Bills into this. Bills fans are suffering, hey, but hey, the future hey. of this team is... Number one, if you're trying to pretend that either the Saints or the Packers have a, a worse projection for a future... The Saints maybe with uh, with their coach leaving, um, but I feel like the Saints are a franchise that they know how to put it together. The Packers, regardless of what happens, like even if we... like. Lose Even if we go into this, we lose this star quarterback and we lose Devontae Adams. I really think they're they're not. I'm not going to say they're going to be a great team, but I don't think they're just going to go into obscurity. But um, they're not going to be on the same level of the, as the Buffalo Bills, though. Here's the question, and I'm not saying they are, but uh, you know, Pump Josh brakes, Allen, man. Josh Allen out here <laughs> is starting to get the reputation for you know not knowing how to finish the job. Uh, and his team. Not, and not, not only not only Josh Allen, but really, I think that rests squarely at the feet of your head coach, not knowing how to finish the job. And you're about to lose your quarterback whisper and Dayball. 
uh, going to another head coaching position. So let's let's not pretend like there's not some very real questions that the old Buffalo fucking Bills need to figure out on their path to being a fucking, you know, uh, a giant amongst uh, the teams over there and rolling with the big dogs. Just because a lot of the other big dogs over in the AFC suddenly got a lot smaller with the Patriots kind of sucking and the Colts being trash and all that. Like, don't let your medium size let you be convinced that you're a giant over there, okay? Yeah, but not talking up shit. If we're talking about medium size, both Buffalo and Green Bay are Rust Belt shitholes. Sorry, Dave. Um, and that being said, somebody, I, forget, I think it was John, said that Chicago is in a great position. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. The Dude, Chicago has so me. much work to do before. Look, Dude, let's just let's just be frank here. Unless one of us is a Chiefs fan or a Rams fan, the future of our teams, of your team, if you're a fan of the other 30 NFL franchises, is completely up in the air. Hell, if you're a Bucks fan, you just had a Super Bowl win last year, and there's talk that Brady might retire, which if he does, you're back in the cesspool of shit that you've been experiencing since the John Gruden days, man. So, like, none of us are definitely. in a good spot right now. Arians definitely jumps out if Tom Brady leaves, right? Like, Arians oh, isn't definitely. a good coach. Arians no, that's exactly my point. Coach. Like, Arians is like, once oh, Brady I'm leaves, not getting exposed again. See ya. Like, once, once, yeah, exactly. Once Brady leaves, and once Todd Bowles inevitably leaves, because let's be real, someone's poaching Todd Bowles off that coaching staff. The Bucks yeah. are going to go back to being a cesspool of shit with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin being the guys who get thousands of receiving yards per season, but don't do anything with it. And the back to sucking. Let's take Sorry, a step I went back. off a huge tangent, but let's I take had a to step, say that. Let's take a step back here for a second and, and talk about how you grouped the Chiefs in there with the Rams after, what was it, one or two episodes ago when we had this giant talk about how the Rams window is rapidly closing and how the only reason why they're there is Matt Stafford. Yes. Yes. Question. How are they in the same realm as the chiefs as the only two teams that don't have uncertain futures moving forward? Okay. Okay. So the Rams, yes, their window is short and it is rapidly closing, but it is a very wide window. They have a lot of room to jump through, as in their Super Bowl chances are really, really good as long as that team is together. The Chiefs are more sustained for prolonged success with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all these other people. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying they're the same team, the same built franchise. They're not. They're they're two franchises that were built completely different from one another. You have an offense that was drafted in the last five or six years with Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, all those guys. And you have another team whose offense was put together from scraps. So, Dr. Dr. Matt, I want to pose a question for Joe over here. Absolutely. Um, and then I, I want your, your, your opinion here. Um, so, Joe, what kind of fucking dick move is Sean Payton got going on over there to put you guys in salary cap hell? Uh, lock you up with some bullshit contract on Taysom Hill, and then just be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm out. Like, 
All right, what the so fucking? How does that feel? <laughs> first of all, let's talk about the salary cap because people like to throw around salary cap hell. And over my little Zoom call with my guys here, I'm doing the air quotes so you listeners can't see my air quotes with salary cap hell. But the Saints are not in salary cap hell. They've been kicking the can down the road with regards to the salary cap since Mickey Loomis was hired as a general manager. They're not in salary cap hell. In fact, they can very easily clear $90 million in cap by just restructuring a few players' contracts. So they're not in salary cap hell. It looks horrible on paper, but like the NFL salary cap, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like made up. You know, it's not real. It's, 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 it's like intangible. It's just there because it's there. You can manipulate it however you want. And second you know of all, say in therapy, if it's not real, it can't hurt you. Yeah, exactly. It's not real, so it can't hurt us. Exactly. And the thing with actual Sean Payton leaving, you know, I'm not upset. I mean, yes, I am upset, but I'm not mad at Sean Payton. I mean, the dude had to coach this year through the most ridiculous circumstances. 58 starters, different starters, which is an NFL record, by the way. So you basically have to coach with a new roster every damn week. Um, the fact that Drew Brees left, who, I mean, they they made each other. Drew Brees made Sean Payton. Sean Payton made Drew Brees. If you lose a guy like that, I mean, your team isn't going to be the same. Um so I'm not surprised at Sean Payton leaving after coaching the Saints for 16 years. I mean, dude's probably fucking exhausted. He's like, I'm done with this shit, you know? Yeah. I, I'm also not certain on this. And Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't another thing with Sean Payton was his health? Is that, is that another thing to be taken into consideration for his, his uh, departure? I, I don't know enough about that. He said in his press conference today that he actually, like, felt great all year he just said he didn't look great so I don't know what that means but he said he felt great he said he's not leaving coaching because he doesn't feel bad oh well so I don't I don't think health is a factor yeah that's debunked myth busted busted (laughs) but anyways yeah so that's my therapy session thanks for listening matt i really appreciate it of course i'm gonna go i'm gonna go cry after this anyways because now we have to find a fucking head coach like a bunch of other scrambling teams hey you know what there's a great head coach that just left the bears yeah he has experience business he has i don't ever want you to bring that up again don't ever propose that ever again but joe he has playoff experience and he was with the chiefs what more my god and And he worked with the reigning mvp yeah i was about to say he coached the mvp the original mvp yeah i mean super and he's get more of a resume booster than that and he's bald if any of you if any of you uh saints upper brass um are listening to this let us know we know a guy we know a guy who will do it for like less than head coach money yeah dude intern salary that's all i request that's a bold statement you know with that 
therapy is always a good time, but you know what the worst part about it is? You get to the end of the session and your doctor says, all right, time's up. I'll see you next week. That's $300. I was, I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say we're, uh, we're running short on, on time here for a session. So thank you. Thank you all three for joining me. Um, group sessions do cost a little bit extra. Uh, so it'll be, uh, it'll be 450 from each. Um, I, I assure, I'm sure that that's not an issue. Um, but with that, we got a couple more minutes left. Um, I know we talked. Let's Nobody... let's go onward. Dave was right. Let's, let's look to the future. Let's yeah. There's there's nothing more to look forward to than the championship uh, weekend coming up here. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm very not excited for what's <laughs> Look, here's where I'm at with championship weekend. Uh, and, and I'll even use this to th plug my Super Bowl prediction here. Uh, first and foremost, the AFC will win the Super Bowl this year, uh, regardless of who it is. Secondly, I want it to be the Bengals because it's a good story. And Joey Burrow's got some fucking swagger. And McPherson is a fucking baller. And I just feel like that scrappy young team, they pulled it off and they saved their head coach's job. You know, great Hollywood story. Realistically, I, I have a feeling that unfortunately the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out of there with a nice clean victory, go on to the AFs or go on to the Super Bowl. Um, I think they're going to play the 49ers. I think the Niners are going to take this bad boy. Uh, they're going to go in there. You can't make the mistakes that uh, Stafford and the Rams made last week against the 49ers um, because their offense is scrappy and will hang around and will be there for the long haul and will pound you into submission. Uh, and their defense will take full advantage of those mistakes, and, and you just can't do it. So that's kind of my projection. Uh, AFC takes the big crown. It's either coming back most likely to Kansas City. Um, Dave, where are you at? Um, well, I'm kind of on the opposite end here of you. Um, I think that the Chiefs used up all their magic last week. Uh, I think that the Bengals and Joey Burrow are going to go out there. They're going to go put on a little show. Um, and in the end of the day, it's going to be a Bengals-Rams uh, Super Bowl. But I have the Rams coming out. They're going to they're gonna just make up for their mistakes I think either Cam Akers is not going to be touching the ball or he will not, he, he's going to be working on those brick hands that he had last week. Um, but in the end of the day, Rams are going to come out. We have Cooper cup. He's going to be, he's going to be doing Cooper cup things. He's going to be out there. He's going to be catching five touchdowns. He's going to be breaking Gabe Davis's record right there. And he's just going to be on fire. You know what? I'm putting Rams by a billion, baby. Let's go. Damn. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, got to back a team. Rams are my team. I've, I've been on the Rams really for, for a while. I think, I think it's because of Cooper Cup, but I mean, I, I like them. I'm going to be a Cooper Cup jersey, I think, is calling my name soon. It's calling my name. Going to get that. Right. You know, why not? Why not? Um, but Joe... I want to hear your opinion because I have a strange feeling it's going to be a little different than everyone else's. Yeah. So my initial prediction 
was Bengals, Bucks, and clearly the NFC side of that prediction is not going to pan out. Um, however, after watching the Chiefs last Sunday, man, it is really hard, really, really hard for me to say that the Bengals will beat the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl. Um, because, I mean, that, that team, at least that offense, looks unstoppable. Um, and the only reason the Chiefs didn't go all the way last year was because they were down both of their tackles and they were able, and the Bucks defense was able to keep Mahomes to nine points. Tom Brady didn't win that Super Bowl, by the way. The Bucks defense won that Super Bowl. When you keep Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone, you're going to win games. And the Bengals are going to have to do that if they have a chance. However, I still am, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to say the Super Bowl is going to be Bengals, Rams. And I think the Bengals are going to go all the way. The Bengals shredded the Chiefs defense the last time they played them and just narrowly beat them again by a field goal by the foot of Ed and McPherson. So I think we're going to see a similar result this week. I think Joey B and Jamar are going to ball out. I don't think Tyreek is going to, and, and, and Mahomes and Kelsey are going to be enough for them on the other side, on the NFC side. Um, even though the 49ers have kind of owned the Rams this year, I think the Rams are really going to get their shit together for this game. And I don't think McVeigh is going to allow this hapless, basically quarterbackless 49ers team beat them. So Bengals 49ers or uh, Bengals Rams in the Super Bowl. And I think the Bengals are going to walk away with the trophy. First time in franchise history. Interesting. I got to stick with my guns. I said Bengals like three weeks ago. Not changing my mind now. Hey, you know <laughs> what? I respect that. But you know, I'm in too deep. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think as much fun as it is to look to the future, I think we also have to look to the past. And what better thing to look at than the 1989 Super Bowl, Bengals, Niners. I think it's going to be a repeat of that. And I think the Bengals get it. I think I, I agree with you, Joe. I think the Bengals are going to find a way to beat Mahomes and beat the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or another. I think it's going to be, again, off the back of like either a last-second field goal or a last-second touchdown or a mistake somewhere. But I think the Bengals are just going to edge it out. I think the Rams are going to come into it I think it's going to be a mixture of being cocky and also being the fucking Rams. I think Stafford's going to bring back the Stafford curse, lose in heartbreaking fashion in the NFC Championship, and it's going to be Bengals Rams in the Super or Bengals Niners in the Super Bowl. Bengals by a billion, baby. Joe Burrow is going to throw for like nine touchdowns. Um, Jamar Chase is going to catch seven of them. It's going to be like a fifty-point game, more than that, 70, 80 point game. Bengals over Bengals over Niners 84 to 6. Here's my thing. You said an 80-point game. Do you even think the 49ers are going to be capable of scoring more than 10 points in the Super Bowl? Probably not. So, so do you think the Bengals are going to score like 70 and the 49ers are going to score like 10? Yes, and that's my hot take. I think the Bengals drop 70. 
Okay, there you go. And so that's I like that's going to be probably one of the hottest takes I've made all season. Bengals are going to drop a 70 bomb on the Niners in the Super Bowl. Book it, put some money down on it, bet the house. No, Matt, I'm here for it. I don't agree with it, but I like your enthusiasm about this. I like your enthusiasm about it almost as much as you're going to like my enthusiasm about Joey B throwing up a 600 yard uh, passing game, but throwing only one touchdown. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's going to be all down to McFerrison again. He's going to be booting the ball. He's going to be carrying the team on, as John said, as before his foot, and going to be leading the team to a victory again. The Chiefs are getting, they're not going to be able to uh, they're not going to be able to repeat the magic that they had this past week against the Bills. Um, but also the Bengals are going to be getting Joe Burrow is going to be getting sacked like a motherfucker again. Um, and in the end of the day, uh, six hundred plus yard passing yards, one touchdown. It's going to come down to McPherson, and let's throw in Joe Mix in there. All right. <laughs> Jesus. So, all right, continuing the trend of the Bengals, my hot take also pertains to the Bengals, Dave and Matt, but it has nothing to do with Joe Burrow or whatever the fuck. Um, I'm going to say that it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be fourth quarter, seconds left. Chiefs are going to be up like 31 to 29 or something ridiculous like that. It's going to be a two-point game or a one-point game. And the Bengals are going to need to pull some bullshit last second drive to win. I think the game is going to end on an Evan McPherson 60 plus yard field goal. He's just going to nail a Justin Tucker special from 60 yards out to win the game against the Chiefs. It's not going to be Joe Burrow's magic. It's not going to be Jamar Chase catching a Hail Mary. It's going to be at the foot, toes, toenails, whatever of Evan McPherson, and that rookie is going to have straight ice in his veins. You heard it here, folks. Magic to send him To send him to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking, baby. Better send McPherson some toenail clippers. Oh, um, yeah, baby. <laughs> follow those up. Those were some spicy takes. He better not those... stub his toe. <laughs> Walking off the bus clip that pinky toe ah um ah those are god that's some red hot chilies there to take and and come in here with uh but you know man found what was it the ghost chili and so that's the hottest chili that god gave us or this universe gave us or the ground gave us then they went in there and made a carolina reaper made a carolina reaper so let me let me give you a, a real spicy meatball uh coming into this bad boy okay i think we all agree the Bengals should be in the super bowl and i'm i'm gonna ride this train the Bengals are gonna get in the super bowl san francisco 49ers are gonna get in the super bowl here's the problem boys joey b is gonna go out there and light it up Joey B is going to have one hell of a statistical game. But just like what just happened here, Joey B, I think you're right, Joe. It's not Joey B's magic. It's not Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase, 
He's out before the second half of the Super Bowl even happens. Ooh. Jamar Chase goes down on some kind of an injury, most likely an ankle. He get he's out before the second half of the game. Evan McPherson, homeboy, that's his name, right? Evan. Um, yep. Yep. Rock star rookie. I think you're right. I think he's gonna nail some spectacular kick. Here's the problem though. Jimmy G's gonna walk in there carrying the weight of Tom oh, Brady. Stop it. Jimmy stop G's it. going in there saying, I got Tom about to retire. I got Bill right there beside me and spirit. There's gonna be a Mr. Miyagi halftime. Jimmy G's gonna walk in there and Bill's gonna be standing in the corner, arms crossed and his hoodie up. I'm just gonna go, you can do this, Jimmy. Remember. And Jimmy G's gonna win the Super Bowl with not one, three QB sneaks on the goal line to get that TD. Hey. Oh, that's Jimmy a good G's one. gonna honor it the Tom Brady way. Because Tom whatever <laughs> because whatever Tom Brady's gonna see the do. torch passed. And Tom's gonna that's when Tom's gonna announce while celebrating with Jimmy G. The spiciest. This is the Carolina Reaper. Jimmy G and Tom going to be partying it out. You're going to see Gronk in the background spiking a bottle. And Tom's going to look into that Instagram live and he's going to say, retirement's going to be great, guys. And that's how we're all going to find out. That's your Carolina Reaper of a hot fucking take right here on Rummed Up Red Zone Ramblin'. With that, boys, I want to thank you for coming out tonight. I am actually feeling a lot better. Therapy did the soul good. Did the soul good. Can't wait to come back next week or or next time we come in here. Let's talk about how championship weekend goes. I'm sure we can do a brief touch on that thing they call the Pro Bowl, uh, which I'm pretty sure flag football teams play harder. Um, And then we'll be able to deep dive into the Super Bowl, including – I want to talk about at some point football adjacent the 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 upcoming Super Bowl halftime show. Matt, I think you're right. To look to the future, we got to look to the past, and that's what we're gonna get. Uh, with that, boys, we're gonna sign off, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>